Well, hello community. It is so good to see you today. And I am really, really happy to uh, be spending either lunch with you on the East Coast or breakfast with you on the West Coast, depending on where you are. And we're gonna dive into how to sell groups successfully in uncertain times. So let's go ahead and get started. Our lunch hour together is we're going to talk a little bit about the attitude of gratitude and we have some gratitude bundles which I will be displaying like Vanna White and sharing with you throughout our hour together. We're going to have a little bit of a reality check because I do believe that it is important to be grounded in gratitude and also to be grounded in reality um, because the only way that we're going to be successful together is by learning to accept life on life's terms and learning how to ride the wave of what I call the new normal. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, have a conversation about sacred cows and group sales success. That'll be really fun. A lot of banter going on there. And how to find new group customers in today's environment. Some really, really amazing creative ideas and execution have been happening. And we'll talk. And then, of course, like Stuart said, we'll have an open mic Q&A. So let's get the party started. First, you know, one thing that I know that is close to Stuart's heart, and it's close to my heart, too, is that attitude of gratitude. And yeah. I want to talk a little bit about daily practice. And I'd like for this to be conversational. You know, for me, when I wake up in the morning, my gratitude starts when my two feet hit the floor. And one foot hits the floor and I say thank. The other foot hits the floor and I say you. Uh, I also have a gratitude journal and I write in that journal in the morning. Uh, usually three to five uh, things or people or situations that I'm grateful for. And I go on a morning walk with my dog, Cleo, who's down here sleeping on the floor. And when I walk with Cleo, I also contemplate what I'm grateful for. And today it was just something as simple as we had a cold front come through in Miami. It's below 70 degrees. It was just a beautiful morning. And I'm really, really grateful for that. So do you want to share some of your daily? Yeah, you know. We hear this all the time that we should make a gratitude list or some some people I know before they go to sleep at night, they have a little notepad or journal and they, they write down three or five or ten great things that happen. So so we go to sleep uh, on the happy track. Right. Because in life, there's the, there's two tracks. There's the sad track and there's the happy track. And they're always going to be there. And it's what which track we choose to to stay to stay on that we favor and for, so for me um especially during these these tough times very very tough times we're all experiencing this to different degrees in our own levels no, no, you know nobody owns um stress nobody owns anxiety we we all share it we all own it and if we can do the exercise like you just said to focus on what even if it's one thing one good thing. And you know what one good thing is right now? We're all together. We're participating in this event. You and I are doing this together, Chris, which brings me such joy. And so I, I just want to say, yeah, the, the, the gratitude attitude really sets the stage for the day when you wake up saying it's going to be a great day. And here's why. Here are the good things that are going to happen. Absolutely. And there are so many different ways to express gratitude. I had the, the privilege and the pleasure of sailing on board uh, the Avalon Envision actually a year ago today. And the godmother of the Envision was, is a wonderful woman and her name is Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote a pretty famous book called Eat, Pray, Love. And we shared something. She lost her life partner to pancreatic cancer. And I also lost my mom, as Stuart knows, to pancreatic cancer. So we developed this very special bond during the cruise. And she became a friend of mine. And one way that I, and I joined, she does a Facebook Live every morning. I join every morning to, you know, listen and get words of wisdom from her and to support her as well. And she gave me, I just received stacks of one of my favorite books that she's written and it's called big magic and this book big magic it's creative living beyond fear the one benefit i would end with this is that one of the cool things about having that attitude of gratitude is that it lifts our endorphins so kind of like when we go on a run or when we go on a hike and we you know you don't have to climb kilimanjaro to get you know an endorphin rush right. doing something kind for someone else 
gives you that same rush and it gets us out of our heads and it gets us into our heart. And when we really lead from that place, uh, when we sell groups, uh, all of the benefits come back to us. We don't have to worry about the business because the business will always follow. So we'll go ahead and, okay, so that was like the Pollyanna princess side. And now we're going to <laughs> to some harsh reality um so the reality the flip side of the coin is that you know your world and our world Stuart's world my world has been turned upside down completely in the past seven to eight weeks and hmm. it's important for all of us to acknowledge that and to hold space for ourselves to hold space for each other and also to hold space for our clients because the magnitude of what has happened to each and every one of us uh, it can't be understated. I went from myself, I went from climbing Killy on a Monday, came home on a Wednesday, went to work on a Thursday. I lost my job on a Friday. So I was summiting, I was climbing to the rooftop of Africa on a Monday, and then I went to like, woo, I mean, talk about highs and lows in a week. So that, that's just me. Each and every one of you, you have all had your own journey over the past or eight weeks and it can't be understated and so have your clients yeah yeah so the second thing is that life as we know it will really never be the same and and that can be either a good thing or a bad thing depending on the lens through which you want to look through uh life and every day and really for me personally i believe that that it's imperative imperative upon all of us including you including your clients to really learn to adapt to the new normal I'm not a fan of wearing masks. I'm claustrophobic. I don't even like to go in elevators. And when I was told I had to put a mask on to go grocery shopping, I almost hyperventilated and passed out on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. So, but it's getting better, you know? Um, it is getting better and I'm grateful for that. And now I, I, I put my earbuds in, I listen to something motivational when I shop and it takes my mind off of the fact that I'm wearing a Darth Vader masks. So. Yeah, right. Adaptability. It's about adapting and adapting personally and adapting in business too. In business too. Absolutely. And I think the other reality that we're all seeing is that some vacation experiences are going to be slower to open than others. You know, I live in Miami Beach. I have the privilege and the pleasure of walking this amazing boardwalk every single morning right on the ocean. And even though I can't walk on the sand i see the sand i see the ocean i feel the wind it's a gift you know it is such a gift i also see the cruise ships that are sitting out there yesterday i saw six hanging out and they were and sometimes we see eight sometimes we see two i don't know where they go i don't yeah. know what they do but the reality is that some experiences are going to be slower to open than others. And I think that's something that we have to adapt to, like Stuart said, maybe focusing on uh, domestic travel in the short game and then looking at cruising in, in the longer game uh, when, you know, when we're ready to go. Yep. yep. So, it must be surreal seeing empty cruise ships. I can't even imagine. It, it it really is. And yesterday I, I received such a nice words of encouragement from Elena Rodriguez from Princess. And, you know, Princess actually went through this huge repatriation effort, which was really phenomenal. They brought all of these ships together. They reshuffled their crew, put them on separate vessels, and now they're sailing those vessels. They're almost like motherships. And the motherships are going to different regions of the world to return the crew to their families. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, it's really amazing. So, yeah, so, and that kind of leads to the fourth reality check that, you know, necessity is the mother of in, invention and also innovation. And we'll talk about how some of the realities that we've been forced into in this COVID-19 era have really also provided opportunities for innovation that you all can uh, ride the train and ride the wave on. Okay, sacred cows. <laughs> If anybody doesn't know what a sacred cow is, a sacred cow is really one of those things that you always believe to be true that always will be true. And with our worlds being turned upside down, a lot of these sacred cows 
are no longer applicable. And we'll kind of go through some of those in a few minutes. But the real thing is that we have to kind of look at things through a new perspective. And one thing I heard on a podcast recently was from the from the recent Super Bowl. And if you look at the Dal if you look at Dallas versus Buffalo as an example, you know, Coach Ben, he pivoted and he was not doing well on the field because he was looking at the game from this linear perspective, like right on the ground with the players. And he said, you know what? I need to have a new way of seeing this game. So he went up into the skybox so he could see the game right. from the top in its entirety. And you know what? There were nine turnovers after he shifted his perspective. And what he always thought he had to be on the field, he had to be on the ground, he needed to be in the air. And when he was in the air, he completely changed his perspective. He adapted what the players were doing and changed the, the entire course of the game. So I think that's a great analogy about the sacred cows. Anything yeah. that you saw on that one, Stuart? You, you know, one of the ways I have always solved problems or dilemmas or challenges is stepping outside stepping outside you know sometimes right chris we we get so you know we get so comfortable in this bubble that we're in i hate to call it a box we'll call it a bubble and then all of a sudden we're hit with a dilemma things don't go to expectations or hey we set a goal we're on a mission uh-oh somebody took it away from us or things changed and the way i've always solved and I love it. I love rolling up my sleeves and saying, boy, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through this year? Okay. And I step outside. I go for a walk. It's different perspectives. It's like I like used to say uh, back in the day, uh, th you know, think upside down. Think upside down. You know, just radical, crazy, blue sky, brainstorm, no rules. So everybody listening and watching this too, if you're faced with a, with a dilemma, something, it's like, Oh no, there's no way out. Oh, there is. There is. You you hang go upside down. Go on the roof. No, don't go on the roof. <laughs> go, you know, look at it from <laughs> all sides now. <laughs> I agree. And this this Seth uh, Godin podcast I was listening to, you know, one thing he said that I really took home was everyone is a possible opportunity. And I think that really speaks to what you were just talking about. And the other thing that he said that I really liked was treat every idea like it's your unicorn idea. So if you're upside down hanging like a monkey, you know, like Stuart is saying, and then all of a sudden you get this idea, treat every idea like your unicorn idea. Because if you do that, that'll put you in that growth mindset and that will open up the window to new opportunities and possibilities that you never thought about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. So yesterday's truth isn't today's truth. That's just reality. And we used to say that life is a marathon, not a sprint. Well, today Seth says life is a maze. Um, if you've ever seen a maze, ever been inside of one of those big giant mazes where you try to get out, that's kind of the reality that we're living in today. And the reality is that we have to go down into that foxhole and we have to go into the foxhole. We have to take a look around and we have to see what's down there, because if we don't go down and if we don't take a look, we're never going to know what opportunity is there. The other thing, too, is we could hit a dead end and we may have to backtrack a little bit and we may have to go forward again and then we may have to go back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that we have we give ourselves that ability to fail forward and that we give ourselves that ability to say, OK, well, this didn't work. Let's try this way. This idea didn't work. This unicorn wasn't really a unicorn. Let's try this unicorn. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to do that over and over again in today's mm -hmm. world, because if we don't, uh, that's going to be the difference between really what separates the folks who thrive and the folks who barely survive, in my right. mind. Yeah, agree. Yeah. And the second one is that, you know, we're we're all in the same boat. And Stuart and I were chatting about this yesterday. You know, we are not all in the same boat, ladies and gentlemen. We are not. It is such a lie today. We used to say that, but today it's not true. I came home from Killy and I came home to a different reality with my job. I came home to two teenagers that I 
started, I was homeschooling. Mm. Me, homeschooling, no job, new apartment, like lots of craziness going on. That was my boat. I had a friend who had to take her father out of his assisted living facility. She had two kids. She had the grandpa. She had the business. She had the husband. Everybody has their own boat. So for us to assume that we know what the other person is going through is a huge mistake, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's also about our, our, our clients, too. We, yes. we uh, you know, so some if hey friends if you know if you if you're sending emails or or making phone calls or sending notes to clients on clients uh shoppers uh prospects and you're not getting a response don't take it personally absolutely they could be in a real dark place right now and if they're getting it i bet you they're grateful but maybe it's just too much energy they just can't come back to show you that gratitude that you that that they received the the note uh, but you're doing a nice thing. Just don't take it personally because everyone is in a different place. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think one of those other sacred cows that we used to say all the time is that that silent generation and that boomer audience that their preferred method of meeting is really face to face and in person. And they didn't really love the the Zoom or the FaceTime call. They just didn't really like it and didn't embrace it. Some did, but the majority of them, not so much. Well, today, you know, I I celebrated Easter through Zoom and it was on it was three countries. I know Stuart, you had a virtual Seder, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Different ages. Sure. Yeah. So my son is actually going to be having a virtual graduation because they're not they're not going back to school. So his graduation will actually be happening virtually. And all generations from all over the world will be attending that. So our truth and our reality today is not the same as it was just seven or eight short weeks ago. And you may be wondering, well, why is Chris focusing on this? Why is Stuart focusing on this? This represents a huge opportunity, folks, because now since all of Stuart's family has embraced the virtual Seder and my family's embraced the, embraced the virtual Easter and we will embrace the virtual graduation, mm -hmm. maybe in your business when you were selling groups before you tried that virtual cruise night and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So maybe that was the sacred cow. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. Those same people that said never will say, hell yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting, right? new perspective new flip people are doing stuff that they never did before uh you know getting on camera and and attending these events and and you know i want to say dawn here everyone's making some great comments by the way keep making the comments i i don't think i can possibly read them all i promise you chris and i will review them after and follow up with you but dawn here said this whole conversation reminds her of that book who moved my cheese yes right well, I said, so lest I say that perhaps, uh, you know, COVID-19 has moved our cheese and now we need to set new cheese. We need, right? We need, we need to get through the maze, uh, but, but have a new destination in place, which is where I, I, I know you're taking us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the last one is is probably overstating the obvious, but it's something that should definitely be touched upon. When we all turned the new year, we all made our plan, right? We made our one-year plan, our three-year plan, our five-year plan. Well, you know, the assumption that those plans are going to remain the same, maybe not. Maybe the five-year plan will, and maybe the three-year plan, but that one to three-year plan looks drastically different today than it did just seven or eight short weeks ago. So. Yep. Yep. Okay. Taking okay. to the next slide. Awesome. So selling groups in today's uncertain times. The reality is that there is legitimate group business out there. It is still out there, ladies and gentlemen. It's just shifted how it shows up. It's just showing up in different places. It's showing up with different faces. But there is there's legitimate group business that's still out there. That's super important. It's really important for all of us to understand that these COVID-19 trends that are happening right now, 
if we look at them on a macro level and kind of what's going on with our whole planet and our human race, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity that we can leverage from these macro trends. And we'll go through some examples in a minute. Mm-hmm. The other thing too, is we have this such a huge need for what, what we call collective human connection and escape at the same time. Everyone wants to connect with each other. I've been on Asta calls for the past mm-hmm. four weeks. They meet every week, the chapters. They love meeting with each other. I love meeting with them. I love seeing the smiling faces of my friends and colleagues. So there's this need for connection because we don't have it in person. There's also that need for escape because everybody's been in the same four walls for the past eight weeks. And for some of us, it'll be another six weeks. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, that is is that really it's a huge opportunity to harness the power of your business network. Um, You know, when you do that, you really do multiply, multiply your innovation with collaboration. And I'll give one example of that. Two advisors that I was coaching and and I'll be I'll make it brief. Two advisors I was coaching recently were contemplating a joint venture with each other. One of the advisors was really, really good at video, doing a video tours and things like that, selling luxury cruises. The other one had no experience doing virtual tours, but he was really, really good at selling virtual luxury all-inclusives. So they decided to pair up their complementary skill sets and their databases. So think about this. This is like a new joint venture company. Mm -hmm. Bring them together. We've got the king of luxury all-inclusive in one corner. We've got the king of luxury cruise and video in the other. Two separate databases, great cross-marketing opportunity. Hmm. So I I invite you all in the groups arena. There's a huge opportunity for that. Hmm. So think about your network, whether you're a member of a host agency, an association, local organization, but think about who you can collaborate with and make hay and make your own sunshine. Because if you don't make your own hay and if you don't make your your own sunshine like these two folks, uh, you're going to get left behind. Hmm. You will. Uh, and I think that just leads to the last one. And it's, it's about really living life through that growth mindset. And we talked about that. Yep. Yeah. I, I love your your concept of, of thinking more collaboration and, and joint ventures. And and it doesn't necessarily mean, I, I think it's what you're saying, that you you join businesses, that you meld, you become one sub subchapter, sub corporate uh, right. or an LLC or partnership. No, you can do joint ventures. I do them all the time all the time and it's great because here's what happens one plus one equals three in that case go ahead absolutely absolutely and i wanted to just share a few nuggets of innovation some things that i have heard on the supplier side of the house and also on the agency side of the house in terms of what's working with the groups arena and building group business so one of them i wanted to give a shout out to my friend betsy burks from silver sea cruises she has taken the virtual cruise night what you know people would say maybe viking was probably the only one that had major success in this area to be totally transparent we all know that Uh, she took what used to not work and she said let's make it work with the new audience that loves to connect virtually and they hated to do it eight weeks ago well they have been making hay selling silver sea expeditions with these virtual cruise nights which i think is fantastic they identify the right clients in their database to you know to bring into these events they come up with an irresistible offer that mafia offer that you can't refuse people (laughs) cannot leave that webinar without saying yes. I mean, they have to say yes. And they've enjoyed unconscionable success in that area. So that's just one example. Um, You know, I was brainstorming with a colleague about that really cool idea. And I was sharing with her, I said, you know, my kids got me this really cool Mother's Day gift. And what it is, is it is a virtual flower making event. And it's by a lady who owns, she was on Shark Tank, and she owns a company called Alice's Table. And Mm -hmm. Alice has got several hundred thousand moms across the U.S., believe it or not, 
all around Mother's Day because she can't she can't replicate herself enough. Everybody wants a piece of Alice. And so the flowers get shipped to your house. I'm doing mine the day after Mother's Day with my kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing a virtual flower arranging event with my two sons, with me in my home with Alice, who's the CEO of the company. So pretty cool idea. Awesome opportunity to engage your home audience through a virtual experience. You can take that idea and you can blow it out in put it in a cruise night. You can do so many things with that. Uh, I was, yeah, go ahead, Stuart. What, what, what would not have worked as well before, or may, maybe you had never thought of it before, would work now because, again, I'm just repeating what, you, what you're demonstrating here is that uh, people in a very short amount of time, people are adopting new ways of receiving communications or participating, of attending. So there's the opportunity because somebody had asked the question, well, how do you engage in a virtual setting? This is how you do it. This yeah. is how you do it. Where before people would have said, nah, well, I don't need to go to that. Well, now they want to go to things. Go. They want to go. Going means uh, turning on the computer and participating. It's, it's you know, right in eight weeks, everything is, is flipped. What people would have done or would not have done before they're doing today. Absolutely. And you and I were chatting yesterday and I had, I this was just one of those crazy upside down ideas that I came up with yesterday. And I was invited to attend a book club as a part of this productivity group that I that I meet with every week. And I was like, well, couldn't you take the idea of the book club and apply that to a cruise night or a virtual event? And let's say that you are a destination expert on Galapagos, for, our, for lack of a better term, or possibly the Antarctic. You can Google the top three books you must read before you go to the Galapagos or before you go to Antarctica or before you go to Africa. Give, those, give them as gifts to your clients. Send them to them. You can order them in bulk from Amazon. They'll drop ship to their house. And you've got something for them to look forward to. You have a reason to meet every week. You can invite a naturalist to come on and speak about the destination. You can keep these people engaged for weeks on end. And they're going to be so excited after their third virtual book club meeting. They'll put down that deposit. And they're mentally and visually, they'll be there. So that was just one that came up yesterday with you and I, Stuart. And, and I just want to say, because Karen D. had asked this question, uh, uh, let's see about, about a niche. How would you develop it now? Example, a culinary. How would you reach out to a chef or develop a garden tour? And I know part of her question is about how do you reach out to that potential group leader? Um, but, but what you're saying here is, and, and Karen, this is for you. And, and Chris, let me make sure that I'm, I'm hearing this right. So you, you can reach out to that chef or to that, that leader, the potential leader, and say, hey, uh, you, you've got a craft, you've got a skill, you've got a passion that can I help you bring it to your customers, your, your audience? Because remember, when it comes to groups, friends, very important. An affinity group means you're not advertising to the general public. An affinity group means you know exactly who the prospects are they're, they're in a database if you will they're members of a facebook group if you will you know where to find them they're followers so karen to your point and chris let me make sure i'm tying it all together is yeah. that is that we we can now give that chef that author whatever that gardening expert that the knitting professional uh, an opportunity to talk to their base to get them excited, give information, build up. Well, let's start start planting seeds about a future group gathering. What, what a beautiful way to start the engagement process and to showcase the niche. Absolutely. And everybody, everyone in the world are taking all of their events virtual. You know, I'm a member of Fairchild Tropical Garden, as an example, and they have a nature photography workshop that they always do every spring. And I love going to it. And it's 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 how to do how to really have nice nature photography with your iPhone. Hmm. Well, they're doing that virtually this year. They're hmm. actually executing that virtually. 
that's a perfect group opportunity. They're also doing um, uh, they're doing a a, a Kuchenhof um, uh, tulip uh, workshop as well, which is perfect for you know for the group environment. So take a look at where that target audience is gathering virtually, you know, and where they're finding community, and be there. Uh, and, and take advantage of that opportunity. The last one here is uh, our friends at Patron. Since I'm from Miami, I couldn't resist this one. They are doing mixology classes. You could do this with, you know, everybody loves virtual happy hour, right? They're sloshed by the end of it. So <laughs> I think they are. Um, it's just silly by the end of these virtual happy hours, the ones I participate in anyway. But, <laughs> But Patron, they launch this um, these house parties with these mixology classes. Their sales, and I have a very credible source, um, one of the the co-founders of Patron, uh, actually up 25% year over year for the month of April. 25%. They said 80% of that 25% was attributed to their virtual event. Wow. So there you go. Yep. So those, I think those are just some little ideas that we had. And I think the next slide is our last one, Stuart. And it just talks yep. about some virtual stages and some ideas. Yep. And just to say, you know, Crystal, you had made a comment here. How, how do you reach the groups virtually? Um, we're telling you, you, yep. you know, these are great, these are great excuses to reach groups virtually. Yes. It's an excuse. Hey, what, what, why should I come to it? Well, we're going to drink together. We're going to sample Patron. We're going to do a tasting. We're going to do a pairing together. Uh, we're going to learn how to plant seeds so that we grow vegetables for tomorrow. But whatever it is, this is the, the niche. The activity is the excuse to bring people together. That and how you reach them technically, obviously, it could be. We're not going to get into the technical side, but of course, it could be Zoom because Zoom has a free option. Or it could be go to. We're using go to go to webinar. There's lots of options to do it. And in the and I don't want to say the worst case, but if you're not if you don't do video, there's always freeconferencecall.com. But friends, take advantage of video. It makes all the difference in the world, so they can see you and you can see them. Go ahead. I agree, and I'll give a shout out to Diane Superville, who's I know on this particular uh, call, and she was actually the former president of the Women's Chamber of Commerce in Miami, which is the oldest women's chamber of commerce in the United States. And she inspired me to join the chamber again, and I'm leveraging that membership to, they're doing all of their events virtually. So I was just invited this week to, uh, to do a virtual event for the women's chamber. Uh, which is fantastic. And there's another one called All Ivy. And I, I, I'm a de degree junkie and I, I got a graduate degree from an Ivy League school. I do nothing with it. But they, <laughs> I don't, but they, but they invited me to be a part of this community called All Ivy. And it's a pretty good crowd. You know, mm -hmm. they're not so bad. I'm going to be hosting a virtual event to this very exclusive community of All Ivy people from all over the US. So, wow. You can do the same thing. That's the, the point is that you find what, you know, you find those niches and where you can you leverage other people's stages. Stuart gives me credibility. I give him credibility. We we collaborate with each other and we're stronger together. And you can do that in the group's arena to help, you know, help build that group opportunity for yourself. Yep. I love it. This is great stuff. I And I, I think we're, I think we're, we're having some transformational things happen right now. I'm reading some beautiful comments here from Julie. I love the new nuggets of innovation. I'm not very creative, but with some inspiration, the ideas are sparking. Good. I, Julie, I, don't, don't say yourself short. I would say you're creative because you're thinking, you're here. If you are not creative, you'd be doing the same old thing every day and getting I, the same old results, results. but you're here listening and and it's sparking ideas so you are creative we're all creative we really are um and uh and i see everyone rowena everyone is is uh following your request and posting things that they're grateful for and we're going to go through it and it's really really beautiful um was this the last slide chris yeah, this is the last slide, and I won't take up too much time yep. on this one, but I was a part of a 21-day 
uh, entrepreneurial event and it had 125,000 entrepreneurs from around the world, which was crazy. And there were like 80 speakers in 21 days. It was, it was insane. And what I wanted to do was share uh, what others are doing in other industries and how you can leverage that in the groups arena with travel. Uh, people are using other people's stages and, and I don't want to use the word use, but they're leveraging other people's stages to use that as a platform to connect with a wider audience. And it's a huge opportunity. And the one I wanted to call out, which of these 11, which you probably would never guess, are podcasts. And the reason why, it's because there are 500 million blogs in the world, okay? 500 million, there are 40 million YouTube channels. Um, if you think about it, you've got, you've got buku buckets of webinars. Podcasts, there are less than a million. Mm -hmm. Now, when you look at podcasts, you can narrow down your niche to a micro niche in the podcast world. You can do it on your iPhone. Pull up the podcast, pull up the category, pull up the subcategory. You'll have a list of 10 podcasts that you can start to connect with the host of the podcast and develop that relationship with them. And then when you have that relationship developed, you can ask to be on their virtual stage and they've got the captive audience. They've got the perfect target audience for that group opportunity. So, and the other thing too, is that when you are on a podcast, that listener will listen from 45 minutes to 75 minutes. So you've got untapped attention right there. And it's also not as scary. Like video can be scary for people, but if you're just talking over, you know, audio, if you're an introvert, it's a great place to start on a virtual stage. So I wanted to share that little nugget. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And by the way, the, the podcast concept, which is generally received in audio form, right? You go for a walk, you, you listen or on the treadmill or whatever. Uh, a, a, just a quick tip I have is, is that you, sometimes when you see the person you're talking to, it makes for a more fluid conversation. So though you may not be recording the video and, and loading up on YouTube, which you can if you want, but it, it, my suggestion is if you're going to interview somebody, make it more of a chat. And if you're going to chat with somebody, see them. So those visual cues are helpful. So, Chris, you know, when I've stopped talking, I know when you've stopped talking and we can acknowledge each other. That really it makes for it's a lot more pleasurable to listen to a conversation like that. When, when even if you can't see them, you know that they can see each other and they're they're it's more fluid. I have three things to share that I'm going to get to your posts. I'm going to stop sharing the screen. There we go. And just the camera. Voila. We're good. So I want to pick up on three things Chris said that I'm going to go through some of your comments and questions so we can continue diving deep. Uh, so one of the things I want to make sure you want to capitalize on is that if, if you don't necessarily want to start your own a virtual broadcast. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have the technical abilities. It's nerve-wracking to, to do what I'm trying to do here, to look at the questions and to push the buttons. And, and heck, I hit the record button late, and normally I'm right on the money. But it's not easy. It's a little intimidating. Why don't you be a guest on someone else's? So if you're looking to get into groups, and and please tell me you've defined a niche, and I'm going to get to that in a second, picking up one Chris said also, is that you don't necessarily, you don't have to be the one to drive these virtual conversations. Why don't you be a guest on somebody else's? Right? Find someone else who's got a good podcast, who's got, a, who's, who's just doing Zoom broadcasts and be their guests. Because you're an expert. Don't sell yourself short, friends. You're an expert. This is this is the time for you to demonstrate your validity, your value, your worth. I mean, just because those ships aren't sailing, Chris, they're sitting, you're seeing them sitting there empty, virtually empty in Miami. It, it doesn't mean that you, the travel entrepreneur, are also empty. Exactly. You still have every bit of knowledge, expertise, enthusiasm as you did 
eight weeks ago. You should be using everything that's up here and everything that's in here. The ship is empty, but you're not. And people want to hear from you. So that's the second point I just want to make to pick up on what you said, Chris. People want to hear from you. And number three, number three, that niche, the narrower the niche, that's not easy to say, the better. The more specific, the more fine-tuned, the better. Think, think of this. When you listen to, back in the day, we used to listen to radio stations. You, you want to know what music that radio station plays or else you don't tune in. When you, when you uh, are going to spend an hour on, on, a, on a broadcast like this, you want to know what to expect. We're going to be talking business, groups, growth, right? So, so the, the more specific you are with your, your, uh, your, your niche and what kind of message you're going to deliver and who you want to talk to on your virtual event, the more people will show up. Why? Because people are going to look and say, do I need to be there? Well, let me see what they're talking about. Nope, that's not for me. Good. Yeah. I don't want to waste your time. Or they're going to say, oh, that is for me. I can't miss that. I want to be there. So a lot of us are afraid to seriously sharpen our axe and sharpen our pencil and really define our niche. The more defined you can be, actually, no, you're not eliminating people. You're actually going to find a much bigger universe of people that you're going to be better aligned with. Chris, any comments? I want to check the question board here to see, if, because we got a lot of people typing in a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I, I think there was actually one more slide. You don't have to put it up. It was just about some, you know, what do group opportunities look like in the future, uh, you know, with our new reality and living life on life's terms? And there are a few segments or niches that I would just like to call out briefly. Um, oh, there it is. <laughs> so the first one goes without saying, and, and it really is, uh, it's actually not even on here, but it's, it's something that we know will happen first, and that's really domestic travel. You know, domestic travel is going to be a huge opportunity. It crosses a lot of these categories. So we know that domestic travel is going to be opening up before international travel, so that's something that, you know, overstating the obvious, but it is important to notice. Expedition cruising is huge. All of these companies, public, private, they have invested a fortune into these beautiful expedition vessels. And there's three reasons why this is huge. Number one, because the, the target audience for this, their 401ks will come back mm -hmm. and their financial nest egg will be restored. We will experience a rebound. So mm -hmm. that will happen before they go on their next cruise. The second thing is that particular audience, they prefer that more intimate environment. They're not so big into the big ships. And the third is where they go to around the world. It's not as populated. It's a lot more remote. So there's all kinds of synergies happening in this expedition category. And I just wanted to call that out. I appreciate that. And I want to pick up on that. You know, Chris, I don't, I'm sure this happens to you too. There isn't a day that doesn't go by. I don't hear from a travel entrepreneur wishing they did more luxury business. Yeah. And the, the crazy part is that, you know, the word luxury means so many different things to different people. Friends, everybody wants luxury business. I have yet to meet a travel entrepreneur saying, I want the cheap inexpensive low commission trips because that's my clientele and i look forward to working hard and making no money nobody says that but you can't say you want more luxury business if you don't define it better truly define it so expedition cruising why is that luxury well to some people luxury is small intimate cultural uh you know off the beaten path so there's a perfect example. You want luxury. You got to be specific, friends. And, and Chris, keep going here because every one of these uh, could be classified as a different type of luxury travel niche. 
Yes, and I would just say that luxury, to quote one of my mentors, uh, Larry Pimentel, luxury is in the eye of the beholder. So get this. So when I was summiting Kilimanjaro, when I was climbing Kili, it was eight days, no shower. <laughs> no shower. <laughs> so hear me out here. Yeah. You have to use the, the ladies' room, right? Well, we had our own eco toilet and we also had our, we had cooks. I had a guy that carried my bag for me. He carried my tent. He carried my bag. He carried everything except for what I needed for the day, my day mm. pack. Mm. Now, eight days, no shower, mm. compost toilet, <laughs> having people cook for you on yeah. the side of the mountain, that's luxury. Right. That's luxury if you're climbing Kilimanjaro. So it's in the eye of the beholder. Uh, sustainable tourism is going to be huge. I believe personally that um, that you know Earth Day just happened, and it happened in a bigger way than no one else could have imagined because the world stopped and we everything pressed pause. The news picked up how beautiful the oceans are. The news picked up how gorgeous the beaches are and how everything is kind of resting. And so I think sustainable tourism and that experiential tourism is going to be, it'll be a huge. It was a huge trend before, but I think it'll even be bigger mm -hmm. uh, coming up. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I Next, agree. Yeah, go ahead. No, mice. Jo Joan wants to know what mice groups are. Yeah, so this one was my own personal pick, and let me tell you why. So the reason why I believe mice are going to be a huge comeback, and these are not big, these are not corp, it's corporate meetings and incentives. So that's really what you, your mice audience stands for. Certifications, it could be um, Microsoft certification groups, things like that. The reason why this is going to be big, and it'll be big for small to medium size incentive groups. We have got car dealerships out there trying to push cars. We have got, you know, executive chair companies. If you watch any type of news, there's only a few people that are advertising right now. They have sales goals. Mm -hmm. They're going to need to reward their salespeople. We all have goals and we all want to achieve them. Mm -hmm. So if you look at who's spending the money, they all have salespeople focused on it. Yeah. That small to medium-sized corporate, corporate meeting and incentive business is going to be huge. The other certification, everyone right now, it, the knowledge broker business is huge. Hmm. Everyone's getting certified to do something. And yeah. when they get certified to do something, they have to get, like, Stuart, your wife, she has hmm. to get recertified, right, in her That's area. Every year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's going to be huge. And I think the last one is the milestone moments. You know, unfortunately, a lot of weddings had to be postponed. Unfortunately, a lot of family reunions had to be postponed. Unfortunately, graduations are happening virtually. And so many of these milestone moments are put on pause. And so that is going to be huge in terms of group opportunity and pent-up demand and that's just my opinion and that's my prediction in my crystal ball and and this is terrific you've given us a lot of and don't go away everybody we've got three and a half minutes two and a half minutes left you're not dismissed yet class not dismissed but you you've given me and i think everyone here new perspectives you know and, and these are these are rational these are they make sense they're logical but especially the milestone moments, the most basic of all, because we know, we know the number one most popular affinity group yeah. on a ship, on, on, at a hotel, the number one most popular group is a celebration group. Yeah. Number one. I knew it because when I worked at Celebrity Cruises with you, <laughs> um, I knew it, you know, C celebration groups. Now more than ever, friends, people are craving togetherness and to give people that hope and maybe it could be in q3 or q4 this year or maybe it's 2021 but to give them that hope that anticipation hope uh of we're gonna let's plan to be together we can't wait we just can't wait there's no better time for this group concept in people's heads whether it's 
MICE, Meetings, Incentive Conferences and Exhibitions, that's what it literally stands for, or the milestone moments at the very simplest form. If you don't have a specific niche, you know, you, you go after the most basic of all. People get together for big birthdays. They get together for big anniversary celebrations. You know, uh, we, we get some beautiful comments here and we've got 60 seconds to go. Um, and friends, we have so many comments here that I think, uh, Chris, if it's okay, offline, we'll go through some of these. We're going to follow up with your messages of gratitude and get your answers. I want to remind you that I've uploaded a handout. Download the handout. It's just a piece of paper that's got two links. Come to my free webinar that's going to be May 6th with the Travel Institute and my big announcement on the 7th, which will be a Facebook Live. Chris, before we go, would you tell people if they want to reach out to you personally um, and just give you some love, how would they do that? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a slide on there, Stuart. I think at the very end, if I'm not mistaken, it has like my email address. Um, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Yes. So I can be reached um, chris.desoza at iCloud.com. I, I don't have my cool Stuart Lloyd Cohen address yet. Um, I'm still in transition. Um, <laughs> my cell phone is there. Feel free to send me a text. Give me a call. I'm more than happy and I would be thrilled to connect with you. My Twitter handle is Green Travel Chris. I am an armchair environmental environmental uh, environmental traveler, and you can connect with me on Facebook and LinkedIn. So that's this is it. Great. We got some be beautiful, beautiful uh, thanks. Tracy is saying thank you. Lori. Oh, Lori B's on. Wow. This oh. is so wonderful, everybody. Um, let me just think if I can get to, oh no, everyone's saying for the great ideas. Okay, I think we're, we're at time and I we, we can probably go a whole other hour, but out of respect for your time, Chris, and everyone who's on right now, I want to thank you, gratitude shout out, for thank giving you. us this, for pouring it out, for pouring it out. And it gives me no greater joy than to see your smile and face, Chris, and to be doing this together with you. We are, we have an enduring friendship. And I'm so grateful that we're we're getting to do this little joint venture here and and sharing some love and some uh, um, really some uh, giving hope, giving ideas, sparking interest. Absolutely. Everyone who's listening right now, you can do this stuff. You can do it. And I, you know, in the spirit of just someone who I was listening to this past week, a motivational speaker, and in in the vein of what Stuart was saying as well, I invite you all to take one thing. One thing, one nugget, what was that one aha moment that you had in the last hour? I don't want you to take 10. I don't want you to take seven. I don't want you to take five. You can write 10 down. But today, I want you to take forward movement on one thing. What is that one thing you're going to do to propel your group business forward from the conversation and the time that we all got to invest together today? And that's a challenge. So if you want to post it on Stuart's Facebook page and share with us what that one thing is. And we'll throw in another two gratitude bundles uh, for that one thing. So share with us that one thing on Stuart's Facebook page. And we've got two more gratitude bundles that'll come as well so i love that expression gratitude bundles all right we're gonna go chris awesome. thank you thank class, you everyone class is dismissed thank Be you well everybody Be stay well. safe and have a wonderful day have a great week